0: Traveling the Vortex.
1: We've joined Mel as she travels the Vortex, and I hope you're feeling distinctly feline today, because it's episode number 373. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm tired. How's, uh... Daylight savings transition treating you.
2: That's why I'm tired.
0: <laughs> it's all right. I don't. I don't ever notice it on the weekends. If I worked on Sundays, I think I would. But I get you know. I take the extra hour of sleep, and then Monday it's a little different because the the light oh, You changes lose an hour, of sleep. But, yeah. or, well, no. I take that extra hour you sleep that I'm in supposed. An hour. Yes, I take. I sleep in that extra hour. That, clockwise and then uh, not clockwise as in going around the clock the right direction but <laughs> you know as far as the, the clock is concerned i'm still sleeping the same amount on sunday yeah and then i don't you know tonight will probably be the night that it catches me because tomorrow morning i'll get up at seven and it'll feel like you know earlier so <laughs> see,
2: that's what threw us is because cheyenne actually slept an extra hour she didn't get up until the clock said nine and normally she's up at seven But I figured with the time change, it'd be 8, but she actually slept until 9. And uh, I'm tired. (laughs) I tell you, some days I
1: wind up sleeping in and Sarah gets up with Gemma, I'm more tired those days than when I get up with Gemma. Do you guys do anything fun this week?
2: I went and saw Game Night this week. How was that? It's extremely funny. Oh, Oh my God, we laughed so hard. It's great. I loved it. It helps that I like, uh, uh, what's his name, Bateman. I mean Bateman's yeah. always good well except for Teen Wolf too, but he's 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 always good and um, this was no exception it was a lot of fun hmm. I didn't do anything this week you. I started Jessica Jones season 2 how is it? it's good
1: it's really good I'm 7 episodes in right? oh episode wow You're, yeah.
2: how many total are there?
1: 13 so I'm a little... yeah, he's halfway there yeah more than halfway there
2: yeah. I did watch the first 4 episodes
0: I'm in the middle of the 5th one
1: It's really good. It's good in a different way from last season. All right, let's move on to news. So an actor has let slip that he's going to be in Series 11 as a guest starring role. (laughs) Say what? Alan Cumming is going to be on the show. He let it slip in the Homo Sapiens podcast. Do you guys want to know who he's going to play? Henry the Fifth, James the First, James the First. I uh, it was. He, he said, "Quote: I'm about to go on and do an episode of Doctor Who. I'm so excited." And he was, his role would be that of a nice baddie, or more specifically, the Scottish monarch James the First. James the First.
0: Well, and then I saw somewhere that there's he implied that James would be a reoccurring character, not well, not, it's, not it's, a long term like like every episode, not like Nardle. But <laughs> at, least, at least more than once. So. Yeah, that he would be in a few episodes. Well,
1: that's a pretty big name to try to get for one episode. So. That's true.
2: So it's a two-parter.
0: But then he later came out and apologized, I think on Facebook. No, not on Facebook. On Instagram, I think it was, um, for letting that slip because that was not authorized by the BBC.
1: <laughs> I think that's a good role yeah. for him. It
0: is a good role for him. I think it's... I mean, I, I'm excited to see him. I like him I do, too. I never see him the, in enough stuff. Yeah, and I'm excited
1: to see him on Doctor Who.
2: Dear BBC, please rein in your folk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They've been so clamped down on anything coming out that I'm all right with this, something like this coming out. What uh, else? Our other bit of news. Uh, this would have been rumored for a while, but we, we don't address rumors. so It's official, though. Season 12, Collector's Edition on Blu-ray. Woo-hoo! Yeah, so that's yeah. Tom Baker's first season. Tom's best season.
2: Eh. <laughs> Says you
1: Coming out on June 11th in the UK And June 26th in the US
0: Oh so we did get a We b- are US getting a Blu-ray, Rasc- Blu-ray US release Because when I saw the news drop There was no information on a uh,
1: US release Plus
2: new bonus features Plus all the original bonus features From the DVDs Nice Does it have a uh, price tag on this uh, bad boy? It was fifty nine ninety nine in the UK I haven't seen the U- or was it seventy nine
0: nine nine UK. Okay.
1: That's me, downright reasonable. Oh, really? Sixty nine ninety nine in the US. Yes, Sixty nine ninety so nine. That's downright reasonable, really, because that puts oh, yeah. it right
2: in line with uh, a thirteen episode season of New Who. Yes, right. And there's I don't know how many hours are in a four and a four and a two and a six and a four. That's plus math. all
1: original bonus features plus new bonus features.
2: Yeah. Plus Blu-ray. Yeah,
0: but you can put a lot more low definition television on a Blu-ray too. So it has That's been good. upconverted. Yeah, what's well, even though it's upconverted, though it still it's doesn't take up-scaled. as much. Yeah, yeah, it does not take as much information.
1: Over two hundred episodes. Two hundred. Sorry, over <laughs> over twenty episodes. That's going to be a, a massive a, box set. I had an extra zero 200 oh, there. episodes. Over twenty episodes.
0: 200 episodes would be more than Tom's <laughs>
2: season. Uh, yeah, maybe. Mm. I don't know. So close, close, close to the whole run. That's maybe.
0: what I meant. Tom's whole run. Yeah.
2: Be close. So, are you going to buy it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So we have. I little, would love. I love a watch I, party at here, your House.
0: Here's the thing: is I'd love to see all of these come out this way. I'd love it. The problem is, I I'm not real hopeful because I think we'll run into they'll be on a schedule like they were with the DVDs where we'll get four or five years into this or six years into this. And then they'll decide they're going to do something different or it's not selling. And then I won't have a whole collection and I'm a completist, complete it. So it'll <laughs> drive me crazy. And then the price point will go up on some of the older stuff. It's just, that's the frustrating issue of it is, is yes, I'm going to go out there and buy it because I want, I'd love to have this entire season. And if they're going to give me all the same stuff that they have on DVD, great. If they're upcoming 30, great, but I'm not putting my, heart into the fact that we're going to end up having every season on Blu-ray, unless they step up their game and start releasing them more. But you're going to have to be careful as well because there are going to be certain seasons. Well, there are going to be certain seasons that aren't going to be as successful because they're going with this one, number one, because it's Tom, number two, because it's one of his best seasons and he's familiar. And and it makes sense to start at the beginning. It certainly does. And, but unfortunately, when you start getting into some of the lesser known stuff or the less popular mainstream stuff, which would be Pertwee's era or, you know, even Colin Hartnell, Bakers. even Colin Baker. Well, Colin would be easy. <laughs> probably do all <laughs> his stuff in two sets. But, um, so I, I, just, I wonder I, if they'd still do it. Uh, there's a few warning signs point. up there, but yes, I yes, so. I will. I'm not going to get rid of my D- DVDs right away. But I mean, because <laughs> this is
2: they 20 trial episodes. It was a set, so yeah.
1: all they had to do is lump everything else as one.
2: But I mean, if they if they did this as 20 episodes, 20 individual episodes, that is almost what McCoy had, like total
0: three because no. he had
2: three seasons, but they were only four story arcs per season, yeah, and they That's, were four three well three that would be his to- It would be half of his run, yeah, so you could do all of Sylvester McCoy in two box sets, yes you could yeah if if they chose to do it that way as opposed to season by season and you could but.
0: do all of Colin in one box set,
2: yeah
0: I mean you'd be you'd be squeezing together the trial of time lord stuff, but
2: I don't know I, I don't know. Well, watch party at your house. Then when it comes in, yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I, I like I the artwork that they. I say, what do you think released? about the new logo being on it?
1: I don't know. That's. I just noticed that. I think that's interesting. The fact that the new logo's there.
0: Uh, it's it's not it's not interesting. It's not it's not not that it's not interesting. Keith, to me, it's not Damn interesting. Glenn. It's not interesting <laughs> or surprising at all because it's it's the new branding. That's what they want to get out there. That's what they want to get eyes on. They're they're counting on the new Doctor Who, the new branding and everything to sell these DVDs as well. And so that's why they've gone with it. So they're
1: it. trying a new approach then.
0: I think so. Because, because previously, that's the old, yeah.
1: Even if you go out and buy David Tennant stuff, it's not his logo anymore. It's the all uniform Classic Series logo. Right. Max, oh, is it? His stuff oh, too I didn't now. realize that. Yeah. That that was, that was all. So that's why I'm surprised that they would okay. go with the brand well, new. I can see why Usually that's Usually it's surprising just you. current era or current season or era. Their logo—that's new stuff. Everything else gets slumped into one logo.
2: Yeah, yeah I all think the they're... classic Goose stuff has been the Eighth Doctor logo. Yeah, but yeah. if you
1: go buy a Tenth Doctor uh, action figure, it's got.
0: Oh, oh, you're talking. You're talking merchandising stuff, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. No, they, no. For the DVDs, the DVDs, though, they leave the logo. Yeah, but, right, but right. Okay, no, I, I yes, I yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think that's different though, because you're you're targeting collectors there. You're not targeting mainstream there. With this set, they want not just. Doctor Who collectors, they want they want yeah. they want new series collectors as well, so or new series uh, audience as well. So if you slap that new logo on there, and you've got a new set of eyes on there, then people may look to that and go say, "Oh, okay, yeah, I thought you were referring to." As I say, I didn't know they had rebranded the DVDs for. No, tenants I think there. even the Blu-rays for tenants. Yeah, still has see, tenants I think it's logo on it.
1: I think that they didn't update it to twelve logo. Yeah, I think, yeah.
0: Toys would, uh, I think the toys would. I think the toys would be a whole different ball game that that might surprise
2: tied me tied in but side note uh we were at best buy uh this week picking up arthur ragnarok and uh the one in lawrence anyway had because uh, that's where we happened to be at when we picked it up um the complete capaldi era on blu-ray but it's in one of those kind of oversized book box sets right right um at a fairly reasonable price i want to say it was 80 bucks maybe not maybe it's more than that but um, so that kind of led me to think, well, maybe they'll start to... And then I saw this article and I was like, oh, well, here here, here it comes.
1: I'm glad this isn't in the big book stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like this. It's not it. a picture book layout. Right.
2: Yeah, because those are hard to put on shelves.
1: Yeah, they really are.
2: Thank you, BBC, for that. Yes. So watch Party at Your House then once it comes out? I said yes. We can go watch the... Uh... You only think it's Baker's best season because it's the only Cyberman episode he's done. <laughs> I know you.
1: That's not the only reason. <laughs> It's, I almost had the complete season on
2: the
0: DVD. I, so. I I would have to concur. That's
2: that. It's the only reason he thinks it's
0: the best. <laughs> no, no, no. That, well, i was trying to decide. If that's I, that's I think it's best. that's probably my second best season. If you, if I, to be honest, that 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 one's way up there. That it's a, it's up
2: a, it's there. up there. I'll give you that it's up there, but it doesn't. I mean, seeds and yeah, that Brain Amorbius. What was it? Seventeen?
1: Can't be seventeen. Uh, Thirteen. No. It's. Shortly after this, 14?
2: 14, maybe, that season.
1: How many more seasons? Starts with starts season with season fifteen, the, isn't it?
2: Starts with Planet of Evil, ends with Terror of the Zygons.
1: Terror of the Zygons starts the next season. Yeah, season thirteen. Then it starts with Zygons <laughs> and ends with Planet of Evil.
2: Okay, yeah, that 13. would be thirteen. Yeah, so thirteen. Be. That's my favorite. That that's be the 13. best. Seeds of Doom. Not said.
1: Now <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for the news. Just those two things
2: Just those two things
1: Alright, let's move on to feedback
2: Feedback This is from Ben Who writes Better warm up those pipes, Sean Message Hello, yeah, gents hey, wh- Hold on Hang Hold on. up We'll get there Alright you just, you just, It's you not know. how we do this but It's it
1: not what was promised uh, It's not you what just, was promised
2: just wait <clears throat> Message Hello, gents I hope this finds all of you hale and hearty. Each week I listen, and each week I curse myself for not sending in feedback. So here we are. First up, after four months, I finally got an MRI on that bum ankle of mine. The doctor, (laughs) ha, work sent me to, kept complaining I wasn't getting better, but also never wanted to do any further testing. After much badgering, they caved. Turns out the reason I wasn't getting better was that I tore two tendons. Ooh, After four months, one was still torn enough to be seen on the MRI. The other was no longer present, i.e. completely torn. The work doctor was going to blow that off to a second opinion was requested. That physician recommended surgery, which we are now awaiting approval for. Until then, I get to putz around the office. Moving along, being stuck in the office has afforded me much extra reading time. I wouldn't let that go too loudly, Ben. Just FYI. (laughs) Bosses tend to notice those things. I... Finally finished Terry Nation, the man who invented the Daleks. That was a slog to get through. I plodded through it, forcing myself to finish a chapter every day. While reading that, a very private haunting arrived. This was a welcome relief from Terry's biography. The latest in the Lethbridge Stewart books is a real corker so far. I'm a bit less than halfway through, but I anticipate moving through it quickly now. Sticking with books, I also picked up Red White and Who back up. I had stalled on that since getting it, and I'm in employing the one-chapter-a-day strategy so as to not feel bogged down. Next up, I'd like to mention that hashtag Who Guns campaign that's going on right now. It is inspired by the Parkland, Florida school shooting. There will be a special podcast recorded that will be available to those who donate to one or more of the three U.S.-based groups. Those groups and details are available on the Reality Bomb podcast website. A minimum donation of $10 is required to unlock the special podcast recording. I myself plan to donate to this cause, and I hope others will as well. The fellows over at RFS have mentioned on their show that the response is already well underway. I think that's it for now, but as always, we know that I forget things. Therefore, more more may yet be forthcoming. For now, though, safe travels through the vortex, everyone. Ben. P.S. Here's a link for the Who Against Guns campaign, which we will include in our show notes.
1: And he did include a P.S. Update, guys. Just finished a very private haunting earlier this afternoon. Great story. The themes contained weren't new, but they were beautifully blended together. I left it a five-star rating and a nice review on Goodreads. It definitely makes it the top five of my for my Lethbridge Stewart rankings.
2: Ooh. Take care, and happy reading to everyone. A top five of the Lethbridge tour rankings. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that one. So this is the part <clears throat> where pipes sufficiently warmed up from reading his feedback. I would launch into song. You promised. I did promise, and like Ben, I occasionally forget things. <laughs> and so when I saw Ben's email came in, I thought to myself, "All right, I, finally, I, I have an excuse." And I putzed around a little bit and came up with some different ideas and started formulating a plan and then promptly forgot about it. So I I am ill-prepared. And this is how much I like you guys. and Not you guys, because I don't, but the listeners. I could launch into something half-assed and kind of ill-thought-out and half-baked and not really well-prepared or put together and say, see, I did it. But I don't want to do that to you. I don't want to insult your ears. So next week, I will make up for this week's Ill preparedness. is totally my fault. Regardless of feedback. Regardless of feedback, I'm not going to put any extra caveats on it. I I screwed up. It's all on me. So I will. I will remedy that. Boo. Yeah. Are you getting any weird feedback? I I keep hearing something coming from this side of the room, and it's like buzzing. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Boo.
0: Sean, I want you to be a pallbearer at my funeral, so you can let me down one last (laughs) (laughs) time. Damn! All right, anybody else?
2: <laughs> That's it. I'm going to need a beer to put these flames out. <laughs> well, should we move on to the reviews? Yes, let's. Kind of smart, glenn That stings. <laughs> the wishing. I wait, beast. I can't do it next week. You won't be here. No, I won't be here. Oh, well, I guess you'll just have to listen to I the four-hour version. I guess of I that podcast, won't you?
1: What can it mean when the doctor and Mel are drawn to an asteroid by the message from the strange elderly Applewhite sisters? The travelers are promised what they will that they will receive their dearest wishes when they enter the frozen forests of this benighted shard of a world. But the ghosts that haunt this place are desperate to warn the doctor about the sisters' promises. Only the ghosts know how true how the true nature of the legendary wishing beast.
2: I think Glenn said it best. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the one at all, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll hold my, uh, my, my, my iron check. Somebody else start.
0: I'll tell you, I, I didn't think I was going to like it, uh, until I finished it. And then I kind of put myself in the mindset that it's, it's a lot like a fairy tale. It really is told like a fairy tale. It's framed yeah. in a fairy tale setting. And so once I got past that, that it didn't really quite gel as a doctor who story, then once I realized, well, you know, it does work as a fairy tale. Then I kind, I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the ride. I thought it was an interesting story. What turns up later, I think, then kind of soured me on it. But that that we'll talk about here when we get to
2: the next story. I get you, okay. Um,
0: but uh, overall, I thought it was okay. I thought the performances were good. I thought the, I thought the premise was flimsy. I thought it was really flimsy. But again, it fit as the sto- as the fairy tale. So when I put myself in that mindset, even the flimsy premise of it is okay for what they're trying to do here.
1: Well, and even the the flimsy scientific explanation behind it was pretty pretty
0: weak. Well, that's and that's why I think maybe I'm being more forgiving of it by At saying it's a fairy tale yeah. because there was a lot of flimsy science in it. Um, I, it's not one that I would definitely go back and listen to again, but it's not one that I. Well, I'm disappointed that I listened to. So yeah. that's about the best I could say for it.
1: I think Mel was good in the story. I really liked her. Performance-wise, it's great. I thought, I thought she was written fairly decently, mm-hmm. too. She wasn't written like most Mel on TV. It's well, continuing the Big Finish Mel, which I always appreciate more than the televised version. I agree
0: with you, and I think part of the problem I had was I, I felt like we've been away from Mel for so long in Big Finish that I went into this with tv mel more in mind and so it that set me back a little bit because she wasn't acting like tv mel and See, I, and, it, and so i kind of thought that uh, this, doesn't like write, <laughs> this doesn't right but i said this doesn't right and i'm not saying that i didn't like that i just it didn't set right with me because it didn't feel right but you're right it's because they were taking that approach and it's just been so long since we've had See, some I, mel
1: i almost had the opposite reaction of i knew it was mel going in and i was like oh it's a mel story and not excited. And then once I got and him, he went to oh, it. Oh, yeah. And she's realized not so bad in Big Finish. Oh, yeah. It's Big Finish, Mel. Oh, this is great.
2: <laughs> I think maybe that was partially my problem as well because it started. And I, I get into these cycles where, I, you know, I forget things a lot. And so I, I, I had posted on the, the, the page the Sixth Doctor photo. Thanks for the confusion on that, too, by the way, Ben. Uh, <laughs> I really thought there was something more going on with that. But I put Colin up on the banner. And I was like, yay, we're going to get some Colin this week. And it's Big Finish Colin. Yay. And then promptly forgot about it. And so when I booted up the story to listen to it and the uh, theme music started, it was like, oh, yeah, it's Six Doctor. It's Colin Baker. Big Finish. All right. This is going to be great. And then Mel came on. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Big Finish Mel. This is going to be awesome. And it started with this really kind of very whimsical fairy tale the two weird sisters, which I almost thought maybe were the ones from Paradise Towers, like somehow <laughs> it, it was very similar, yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I got excited because, in a weird perverse way, I, I enjoy, or yeah, it is Paradise Towers. I'm thinking of right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. It's just a just Sylvester story. In, in in a weird perverse way, I enjoy Paradise Towers, even though it's terrible. And so I, I was like, oh, let's see what big finish. And then of course it didn't, it didn't go that route. Um, but Colin started his spiel, and you know, just listening to. He's so wonderful in in these roles and he's so good at whatever he's given and it, it's just it's just heartbreaking that we don't get more Colin doing more things it seems like you know in general like, yeah just period because he he should he should he should totally do more stuff um and so, I, and then when we got into the meat of it, and they kept talking about how this hero of all space and time, Mel, <laughs> and you could just hear the air come out of him as he got deflated,
1: which is impressive in audio. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and he handled it so well, because early TV Colin would have flown in a fit of rage at not being recognized for the you know the the awesome hero that he is. Uh, but he's been with Mel long enough that she's okay poking that bear and going, are you doing okay? Yes, I'm fine. You know, and just (laughs) so much to like in the relationship and the way they played off of each other. And I was so digging it. And then the plot reared its ugly head, and just everything went off the rails, and it got weird, and then it got stupid. I just, what what was with the ghosts and the and there's a beast in the woods, and you can have your wish, and the whole thing kind of fell apart for me by the end of the third act. It was just not working. And I, I feel really bad because it's it's Paul, uh, what's his last name, Magers? Magers? Majors. Majors. M-G-R-S. M-A-G-R-S. It, it, Paul's done some other stuff that we've enjoyed immensely. And so when I went and checked the credits and I was like, oh, Paul, what happened, man? Because <laughs> I, I was really, it, it just it was very much odd man out for me. Um and then and then there was the ending, not the ending ending, but the ending of the three parts where <laughs> the solution is just yeah, yeah, let's
1: just lock it up in the mansion yeah. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> What? How is that a solution? <laughs> well first we have the how do we gonna solve this problem? I'm going to allow myself to be eaten. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's never a good idea. It it it, it didn't work. I mean I guess it worked in I Pinocchio, think, but <laughs> I think of the doctor given
0: as some sort of inkling that he Suspected what was going on here, or had figured it out a little better. That would have been, or nice. at least keyed us in on the fact that he wasn't just sacrificing himself; that he was, he had a plan. Because he, he didn't So that's just it. He kind of yeah. lets
2: Mel almost. He well, she even says. Things. This is one of your plans, right?
0: Yeah, and he and, doesn't really admit to right, it.
2: Right. It's like uh,
0: okay, so, uh, so I sort of thought. Well, I think if, I could have been better with it if that had been at least established. But it, yeah, I just.
2: So he gets eaten, and then he has this surrealistic conversation with the beast who says, yeah, I'm the beast and you're going to replace me as the beast so that I can die. And which doc- I
1: totally saw that it was the brother. Oh, totally. Oh yeah, I saw Long it before to, they yeah. even were very, it. very,
2: very telegraphed. And, and, and the doctor says, and I am, I'm, I'm not quoting him here, but it's almost a quote. Are you sure you want to do that? And the beast miraculously changes his mind. and goes, you know what? You're right. We can't go through with this. This is, I've been a horrible person. It's like, what? <laughs> If Colin was going to stand up and give one of his impassioned Colin speeches, I'd have been right there. We didn't even get that. We just got are you sure uh okay, you're right. You've convinced me that i'm be what uh flimsy flimsy is the best word I can use that I'm stealing from you because it's <laughs> it's it's thin there's not much. it's like the ghosts. there's not much here. It's pretty transparent and um I tried. I really tried to look for things that like, well, this was kind of cool, but then the more I the more I think about it, the more I dwell on it, the more I'm like, no, no, there's, there's, I did not enjoy this one. I like the characters. I like the acting. That's what I can latch on to. Yeah. Um, and and there, there are so many moments that try to hit that funny bone mark because it's almost a farcical fairy tale with, oh, we've got a vacuum cleaner under the stairs in the cupboard that is going to ghost bust. A, a proton pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but apparently it works on live tissue. Well, I guess a proton pack would work on live tissue as well if you hit somebody with it. But... I don't know. It was just. I just felt like the vacuum wasn't explained enough.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean that's where you, you just, It just was. They,
1: they gave, gave us to app- some technobabble. Yeah, about you it. have to
0: apply the whole fairy tale test of litmus test to this, just because of a lot of the stuff that wasn't really established or, or in, at least embellished on.
2: But I think that's the the big failing on it is because we've had three seasons of um, you know Stephen Moffat fairy tale Doctor Who. And that's the way to do it. If you're going to do Doctor Who's a fairy tale, you do it that way. You, you, and those worked. This did, this was far from... At least this
1: is before Moffat showed yeah. us how to do it. And, and so, yeah. again,
2: retroactively, I'm applying right, right. current knowledge to something in the past. But it just... Um, I don't know. We've had other fanciful fairy tale style stories before that are wonderfully done. And it's almost like this one didn't go far enough tongue-in-cheek to, to make it work in that regard and they try to be a little more grounded with it which i guess i can appreciate the tempt but you, you're treading in really dangerous waters yeah. when, you, when you try and take a show like dr who which is fantastical and meld it with the supernatural and then turn around and also meld it with the fairy tale right and there's just i feel like there's just too much going on
0: did you guys realize that maria the gal that's playing Maria was Gene Marsh? I did not. I, did I not. thought the voice sounded familiar. I thought the I voice sounded familiar it. too and I had to go look it up um, to see if I knew who it was and I went, oh, well, of course. <laughs> I wonder I recognized the voice. So The other gal I didn't recognize, uh, Geraldine Newman. That name said. actually sounds familiar for some, some reason. Um but... been in. Um, according to this, her, her only a credit in Doctor Who is this particular story. So.
1: I see also... Doomwood Curse.
2: Oh, Lady Sybil in yeah. Doomwood Curse. Yep, that's right. the Torchwood one, right? Doomwood. We haven't. Uh, or is it just it one we haven't got to? That's no, just one we haven't got to. Okay, yet.
0: it's it's main range one eleven. That's coming. That's coming.
1: I, don't, I I half the time I enjoyed the sisters. They were so zany and so crazy, and their performances were so good that I enjoyed them. And the other half was like, uh, you're almost going too over the top. There were, there were moments where it was just, just almost too much. Well, like finding <laughs> out
2: that the blind one has got this eye-beam, Cyclops power. It's <laughs> so, like, yeah. oh, okay, cool, yeah. And then, oh, we're on the cart, and we're going to go capture some ghosts for tribute to feed to the brothers. Like,
0: mm. <laughs> I think that I, I, the sisters are quite enjoyable as characters the whole time they're at the house, it isn't until yeah. they go on the journey that they start yeah. to go a little, as you said, off the rails and they're I wasn't quite enjoying them as much and not because they, they, their true stripes were coming out at that point because I, you know, I predicted that oh, way, yeah. way long before we even knew they were, they were bad, but it just, I don't know. It was, it's almost like there was a slight character change there that I didn't think was that great, but it might've been also the context of what they were doing and what was going on around them with, these ghosts
2: (laughs) (laughs) well when they're puttering around in the kitchen and you make the you you make the blind one serve and she's knocking things over and potentially pouring milk into the sherry you know that's great that's funny and light and and okay yeah yeah, this is this is this is fun and we've got the doctor in a tiny little broom closet and mel in a palatial estate (laughs) bedroom okay that's great (laughs) ghosts okay I, get, I don't know. Maybe it's just the ghost thing. Maybe that's what I have to fall back on. I think it's my... the weakest part of the entire story. Really well, and and if you're going to go ghost, you've really got to impress me now. You've got to pull out all the stops to make me believe yeah. that there are ghosts in a Doctor Who story. And the, thing the is, doctor doesn't even question it. He's just like, oh, ghosts. You <laughs> could have done this story without the ghosts,
0: too. Oh, yeah. yeah I mean, a... or, or at least have one that was trying to warn the doctor. You know, I mean, that, that element of it works, I think. But... I don't know. It just yeah, could have the, also just been a servant in the house. That yeah, the I just did. I don't know that even. Yeah. Even the
2: idea that the the wishing beast consumes them and turns them into psychic energy. I'm not even going to use the word ghost. But they're they're not organized. They're not a collective yeah. group of people that are still kind of there. Because we spent a lot of time explaining why they don't sink through the floor of the planet. It's like I don't care yeah, about that. Exactly. I care about how the rest of it works. Right. Right. And we didn't get anything on that. But I, I can buy that the Wishing Beast does this to them if they had made them more tragic, that there were these really tortured souls who didn't understand what had happened to them right. like, yeah. and couldn't move on or, or something. Okay, I can buy that, but no, I'm a ghost. Oh, and they're going to come and eat me again. <laughs> I
1: well, really, and really, what's left to eat at that point? I mean, that part just didn't make much sense to me.
2: Yeah, if you've already digested their, you know... Their spirit, well, I would think that's you're what, done. <laughs> that's that's what you got. You're done, right? Right. But you took the body and left the spirit. But you still want the spirit. I was like, well, why didn't you just why eat it all at the same time? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 a silly story. And then the parasite bit. You know that the wishing beast was actually this parasite that latched onto the brother. I was like, okay, I can I can get behind that. But then we didn't get an explanation for where it came from. No, well, there's and, a reason why we didn't get access to well, yeah.
0: where it came from.
2: And then, as you pointed out, let's just lock it up in the house and walk away. <laughs> this is the worst plan ever. What are you talking
1: about? That's setting up for a sequel that's never going to come.
2: Just... <laughs> no, the David Warner's character is going to come back to this asteroid and find it in the later. That's, I don't know, he could maybe do something with it, but... Yeah, just, I, I propose we lock it, leave quietly. One at a Same time. thing I with pretend the vacuum. That none of this ever happened. <laughs> yeah. Why did yeah. you use the vacuum on the beast? If we're going to go there, let's just annihilate both problems. I know you're the doctor and you don't really do that, but. <laughs> but
1: when it's a being from another dimension that you can't send back to its home and it's wreaking havoc, you kind of got to do what you got to do.
2: Justified in this instance. Yeah unlike the lead ghost who gets a hold of the vacuum and turns it on the sisters and then decides, uh, okay, you're hurting me. I guess I'll give up. Oh, you're going to continue to hurt me. Oh, it's too late. I'm gone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Did did not like, I can't give it the horn, but man, it's close. (laughs) The performances weren't so good. It might, I might've had to pull the horn out. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the vanity box.
1: A strange beauty parlor has opened stores for business in a doughty Salford Terrace circa 1965. Mansoor Khafi is the talk of the streets with his fabulous makeovers. When the doctor arrives, however, he knows at once that there has been some unnatural titivation going on.
2: The exact same set of problems. Yeah. The exact same strength. This is yeah.
0: shorter. <laughs> Actually, the, the strange thing about it is, I like the wishing box better than the van, or the wish, the wishing beast, better than I did the van. Did box you really? Because the wishing beast, again, as I put it, in the perspective of it's, it, it's, a, they're just structuring a, a fairy tale here. I'm just gotta, I'm just gonna go with it. This one, it was almost like they were trying to be more like a Doctor Who story, but still had so many of the poor elements of the wishing beast that now suddenly i couldn't I, well this doesn't feel fairy tale at all this just feels silly and even if they had made but not it in that good farcical farcical, silly, farcical yeah. yeah if they had right. done this farcical silly i might have appreciated it as they've done in some of these other sort stories as well but it's almost like again it was too grounded it's like we we didn't go there with it so i couldn't even appreciate it for that and it's just I don't know. It seemed like it was also trying to deliver a message, but it's it felt really like hard. It was
1: also trying to explain the things from the previous story. It was well, to tie that, up loose ends.
0: That's the thing too. Is until he realizes it's the vanity, there's it's the wishing beast. I didn't really even go there in my head that that's probably what it was. I kept waiting for the virus. <laughs> me too <laughs> that wasn't there no nope. no virus on and this one. uh but so i but i, I maybe that's why because i was distracted by the fact that i was like okay well this is when they're gonna reveal this is a virus or there's a virus in there or something because this is the quote-unquote virus arc um and it didn't happen and then so when they revealed that it was the vi- wishing beast i was like oh of course well i mean no wonder this does connect it's a box it does make sense that they go this route but then i was like there's no reason for this to be the wishing beast. There's no reason. And so even when we get what should have been a clever payoff that, Oh, well, this is actually a prequel, but from Mel and, and the doctor's perspective, it's, it happens afterwards and he's about to send it back to that asteroid so that all of those events can happen. That should have been a, Oh wow. Moment. It wasn't because the whole rest of the story was so <laughs> duh. I was like, uh, no, I I've, I've, I don't even want to be there. And now you've set in motion, the events that are going to happen in the past for you and you're the cause of this or did you did you send it there because you knew that it would go through those loops and then would then would be sealed up and, and taken care of but now you've also started the anguish and you're the reason why how many why... people died because yeah, of exactly. your decision exactly you're to send the it reason there. why yeah. all of those people i don't know i mean if if he had done a better job of explaining that it was a necessity as far as avoiding a paradox to do that, then I would have been okay with that. But it's like we wrote the story to set up the paradox in order to have a wow factor and now you've painted the doctor as some, you know, responsible for genocide not genocide, for murders, for mm-hmm. all these different murders. And I, I did that didn't set well with
2: me. Nope. It um I'm I'm actually a little mad at myself that when the box came out, and he put the box on her head, because the guy even says, "Oh, it's just a box. Take this box. It's the wishing beast." And then we get to the the, the salon. Here's a box on this woman's head that I didn't put two and two I together then. Yeah. But when the doctor has it on his head and begins to go, "Oh, oh, I know what's going," on. and then and then as soon as he said that, I went. Oh, you're trying to set up a bootstrap paradox because he's going to send this. I mean, it was just so blatantly telegraphed Mm -hmm. and it's so poorly done with exactly as you put it. You wrote this whole thing just so that you could get to this moment so that you can send the box back to the asteroid, which does make the doctor culpable in these murders. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, there are people dying, Doctor Who. I get that. I'm not trying to be Mary Whitehouse here. But when it's directly his fault... And in my mind, preventable. Yeah, That's that's different. When you have idiots who are volunteering to go guard the corridor from the sieging aliens, they're going to die. <laughs> and they're buying the doctor time. Okay, I can accept that because that's that comes with the job. But nope, I'm going to send this alien to this asteroid where nobody will ever possibly discover it except i remember that 5 minutes ago i was there doing this horrific battle with these spirit ghosts that all had their soul stripped at away the from the
1: very it. beginning of the episode yeah
2: it just Mm, that didn't sit well at yeah. all. Same same pluses, you know, the, the the characters were... See,
1: I don't even agree with the character aspect don't? of it, other than the Doctor and Mel. Yeah. All the supporting characters but, I didn't like. I didn't
2: care
0: for the supporting characters either. And didn't, I wasn't... Maybe wild I by just any, like batty old women. I wasn't <laughs> wowed by any performance. And the reason being is because, and, and I'm sure this is just a character trait of South London at that time, but they were all the same person to me. Yeah, None of them yeah. were they, different. They, they, were, suspiciously all these, like, they uh, were all these... Batty old ladies.
2: Uh, that... Joe, what's her name? Uh, Iris. They all sounded like Iris to me. In fact, I almost went oh, and looked to uh, see if it was Katie Manning maybe <laughs> doing the maybe voice, a little bit, like toned down versions of Iris. <laughs> but they all sounded like Iris.
1: Well, they all j- were horrible women. I mean, just...
0: well, they were just vain. I mean, yeah, they were they were and just uh, yeah, very unlikable.
1: Gossips. And...
0: I don't think they were horrible, but they were unlikable for certain. Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, I and they I, were the... catty. They were very, very, very good.
2: The one surprise that came out of this was when he says, "I need your help. I need to get into there and and and, and you know, in, under subterfuge." <laughs> and I thought I knew where it was going—that he was going to ask this hundred-year-old lady to go in and ask for a makeover. And he says, "I need you to drag me up," and I went, "Oh God, no! Please don't!" Oh dearie me! And I went, "Oh, they yeah. just fired him." <laughs> it made me wish this was television.
1: <laughs> I would love to yeah. see that. See, to see <laughs> in what some they regard. Did. Yes. So. The whole time it was Colin's voice coming out of John Pertweet's mouth.
0: Well, because that's, they've done that before in, yeah, the, in *The Green Death*, exactly. where he dressed as the uh, cleaning lady. I
1: to see, who I the... envisioned the entire uh, time oh going for a makeover. <laughs> that that helps actually a lot. So
2: that that was a pleasant bit. That was but a pleasant bit. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, get to the end and just no virus. <laughs> and what is with this bootstrap paradox business? So.
1: And, and uh, really, it's kind of a lazy bootstrap. It's paradox. so lazy. It's not so well thought done. out. Not planned. Just... No,
0: well, it feels it feels planted. It feels like okay, I wrote this story, and hey, wouldn't it be cool since I've got one more episode to just throw it back and bootstrap it. That's what it feels like. And I was like, oh. eh, no, that was that didn't work. Did not work for me.
2: Yeah, and if you're gonna if, if you're gonna do it that way, wouldn't it have been nice if they had found, in addition to the bootstrap paradox that the doctor didn't cause. That there were all these other things that happened that explained the ghosts and the, the you know that would have made a... now of course that breaks the mold of the three part one part story because it would have suddenly become a four parter but <laughs> I, would, I would have liked a little explanation I would have liked a little exposition there at the end that said this this is how we fix this mm, yeah. and then I, then maybe I could have gotten with it but instead I got three episodes that I really didn't like uh, and and uh, one episode that in a way, was better just because it was mercifully short and only one episode. <laughs> that I didn't have to stumble through the the other two to get to that terrible ending. Right. But, yeah, did not like.
0: Yeah, let's just hope that the next offering will be a little
2: better.
1: Wow, so this was the last appearance of Mel until 2013. This came out in 2007. Yeah. Long stretch without Mel again.
2: I yep. wouldn't want to come back after this. one I, I, If I was Mel, I'd... it does say
0: the final appearance is Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Langford as Mel. Maybe,
1: oh, maybe she does show up with other <laughs> stuff. I don't. Yeah,
0: or maybe Mel's played by somebody else. No, I wouldn't. Do that,
1: no, they
2: wouldn't. No, no Big Finish has no history of, of doing that. No, no.
0: <laughs> cool. Anything else to say about these uh, two stories? These four episodes.
2: I'm very sorry, Bonnie Langford, that this is your last one. Maybe that's why. Until maybe maybe no, that's very, why very she didn't, didn't
0: one. do one for several years.
2: <laughs> I'd like to believe it's just because she went on to do, you know, stage work because she's constantly. Well, I doing think she. It. I'm sure yeah, I, I think she just got busy with her stuff. Busy. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I, I...
1: You gotta wait till release number one sixty nine until she returns. Ooh, that's a long wait. Well, that is a long wait.
2: At I'll pr- I'll the rate
1: we're going at it, yeah.
2: If if and when we get to 169, I'll try and prep you ahead of time, Glenn, and say, now, this is Big Finish Mel coming back. <laughs> <And> not, <laughs> yeah, because I will definitely have forgotten not by Not TV then. Mel. Ugh, the Wishing Beast. Can I put the Wishing Beast in the vanity box and wish them both away? <laughs> All right, Sean, what
0: do we got coming up on the schedule?
2: Well, coming up on the schedule, one of us is going on holiday. Uh, And will not be present next week, so the remaining two of us will be doing some Torchwood. We are going to review Titan Comics. uh, The Torchwood... What is this called? Do we have a name of this thing? I looked it up for that reason, and then I realized I didn't look it up.
1: Yes, there is a name for it. I'm pulling it up. World Without End? World Without
2: End, thank you. Uh, So it's the first three? Four. Four. First four comics. Volume uh, one. Or or volume one, um, depending on which... uh, Iteration of Titan Comics numbering system you want to use uh, called World Without End. So we'll be reviewing that. And we will be taking a look at... What are you doing? There it goes. Sorry, my thing is updating here. Uh, The Conspiracy, which is the first Big Finish Torchwood release. So it's a series of number ones in the Torchwood (laughs) universe. We've got Titan and Big Finish that Keith and I will be taking a look at next week uh following that it's then time if you haven't already i would highly recommend you start reading and what are we reading the highlanders because the highlanders. Mm-hmm. it's time to get uh lost in time we're gonna go back and take a look at this uh unfortunately missing episode and we'll read the novelization and we watch don't know the... if it's unfortunately missing <laughs> in doctor... any doctor who That's missing true. is unfortunate i'm gonna fall down on that even missing doctor who is good doctor who <laughs> except for the wishing beast in the vanity box we're gonna wish that it was missing God, Ike would trade just about anything to swap this with the Highlanders. <laughs> <laughs> just about anything. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, two weeks from now. We'll be looking at uh, looking at the old missing episode and uh, hopefully having some fun with that. And the rest of the schedule, of course, is up on the website.
0: Cool. And then while you're at a website, uh, consider uh, contributing through our Patreon. Uh, there is a link on the right-hand side of the page, and all those proceeds do go back into this show and help us continue this podcast.
1: While you're also on the website, fill out the Send Us Feedback tab and send us feedback like Ben did. Or you can send it directly to feedback at TravelingTheVortex.com.
0: Excellent. Anything else we need to cover before we close this one, fellas?
2: I promise to sing next week.
0: <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers.
2: Good night, everybody. Be you. And thanks for listening.
0: You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.